Hi guys and welcome back. I have my most handsome husband. <laughs> I only have one, but he's he's my most handsome one. I am the most handsome. <laughs> because the trauma of infertility doesn't just go away. Hi, welcome to Diagnosis Infertility. I'm Andrea. I'm a health and life coach, an infertility warrior, and I want to normalize the trauma associated with infertility, but also make you laugh out loud at least once. If you're trying to wrap your head around fertility, maybe you have experienced infertility in the past, maybe you're worried about it in the future, or you're currently in the freaking trenches, going through it right now, or maybe someone close to you is, then this podcast is for you. Here we are all about being raw, telling it how it is, and giving you real action items to support your mental, emotional, and physical health. Because girlfriend, it's about all three. Okay, let's get started. I have him on today uh, for the podcast because I was talking with a client a couple, I mean, it's maybe a month ago and we were talking about how her spouse, um, she said he acts like he feels like he's punished whenever she is trying to advocate for herself and do some self care. And I, I brought it home to Mark and he was like, yeah, <laughs> that used to be me. And I think it's something that we're, that's happening more than we're talking about. And so we wanted to just come pop on here and talk a little bit about how, like, cause when I was going through infertility, I didn't spend any time on myself. Um, I and, I, and I highly encouraged it. Yep. And now Mark's a social butterfly. So he, he's, he's something called a woo. I don't know if you guys have heard of strength finders 2.0, but Mark, his, his number one, Strength is a woo. And honey, explain what a woo is. The easiest way to describe it is I don't know any strangers, just friends I haven't met yet. <laughs> and so if I always explain the difference between Mark and I to people that I'll say, if Mark's walking down the hallway and meets somebody in the hallway, he'll find out something about you and actually make a connection with you. I will pretend to read papers so I don't have to talk to you. And living in North Dakota, the likelihood of me knowing somebody that you know is pretty high in my opinion. And this is kind of a side note between Mark and his woo-ness and you can tell the story. <laughs> I, I'm afraid of where, where this is going. Yeah. But one of my, uh, so anyway, one of the things that I learned about Mark and his wooness is oh, it, yep. it used to it used to be really a hard thing for me because I am not a woo. I like I watch the same movie and the same shows over and over again because I like it. It's comfortable. I don't have to think. I don't have to introduce myself to anything more. And I've been Jenny's show that I can find. <laughs> like right before we came to record, he goes, I think after we record, I'm gonna go watch a show. And I asked him what show. And I said, I'll find one. <laughs> anyway, so we were at a wedding and I was sitting down and I knew the people at the table that yep. we were sitting at. And I don't know if Mark, I don't know if Mark's butt touched the seat next to me. Well, what, what had happened was I just take, I had just taken the strength finders and we were at the wedding reception and it was my hometown area. And Andrea, like she had mentioned, knew people at our table. 
well enough where I thought that she was fine kind of being by herself. And so as soon as we got there, I grabbed a drink and I sat down. As soon as I sat down, I saw across the room, oh, I haven't seen that person in like 10 years. So I walked away, was gone for 10 minutes. And as I was walking back right before I sit, sat down, I saw somebody else on the other side of the room. And that probably happened three or four times until I, what happened. <laughs> you have to say it. <laughs> well, I... It's not like I was fine by myself, but I wanted my husband to be with me and to spend time with me. And I kind of got after you, I think, very, very minorly. Like Minorly? What? You said, and our kids are sleeping, so in case they walk up, I'm going to use a more PG-13 language. <laughs> no, I, I said... Come, why aren't you sitting with me? Come oh. sit with me. Oh, yeah. No. You know, like I, I approached you. In a calm manner. Yeah, but I was in my element and I said, honey, but I'm a woo. And I said, fuck the woo. And it was, yeah. And then my eyes lit up and I sat right down <laughs> for like two minutes. And I said, hey, see somebody else. <laughs> so um, there is a point to this story. So the one thing that I realized about Mark was that his... His woo used to piss me off and I used to hate it so much. And then I finally realized that... Like, my husband's number one quality, like, his highest strength was something that completely irritated me. And I wanted him to change. And when I kind of realized that, that why would I take away his number one strength? And so I shifted my mindset around that, you know, this is his strength. This is what he's going to do. This is how he's going to be. <laughs> and then once I kind of... This who I be, honey. This who I be. <laughs> and once he... Once I shifted that mindset, man, things really shifted for us. But also, Mark um, learned that he also has to pay attention to me. <laughs> pay attention to me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway... So when I'm walking down the hallway, I pretend that I'm reading a piece of paper so I don't have to talk to someone. And Mark... Definitely, we'll get to know that person and find a connection with them. Yes. So, okay, this is these are the two personalities that we're coming at. So, I'm an infertility. Well, we're both through going through the infertility struggle, and I am like holing up, watching the movies that I love, like wrapped up in a blanket on her bed, drinking wine, and just hermiting, like getting to be a nice hermit. And Mark is out doing things, and so Mark had been encouraging me over and over again to like go hang out with your girlfriends, go on a girl's trip, do the things. Yeah, and so just so everybody's aware, I'm going on my 14th annual bachelor party for myself. Um, you heard that right. I had a bachelor party in 2009 and me and my, oh, 15 yeah, we'll be married 14 years this oh my summer, gosh. so it'll be the 15th annual bachelor party. All right, party. never mind. It's the 15th annual bachelor party. Holy smokes. I was mouthing to him in the background, one five. I yeah. think it's 15th. Anyway, so, so uh, when me and my buddies did that, it just became a thing, and so I've always done a guy's trip, and then I got invited to a golf trip, and I've just been out on these trips, and I said, honey, you need to get out. You need to do your thing. Yeah, and I wasn't quite ready. I mean... Like we've talked about before, it takes a long time for you to finally like feel like the, you're worthy, you're capable, you can do this, like you can spend money on you, you can spend time on you. Um, and then so once I started reclaiming some of that energy and once I started 
doing that, I, from my perspective, started feeling a lot of resistance. Not when I would leave. <laughs> well, uh, once we had kids, yes. Can we talk about real quick when I went to a friend's wedding on your birthday? We were not even married yet. That does and not you count. you threw a royal conniption. It was my birthday. How dare they? They're great, though. Okay. Anyway. Um, so, this is yes, this was after we had kids, you know. And when I started to do that and want to go out, I felt like I was let, met with a lot of resistance and then had a lot of guilt put on me. And, um, which is funny because I was the one that was encouraging you to go out. Yeah. So let's talk. So what would you, so do you feel like you were intentionally putting guilt out on me? Do you tell me more about like why then all of a sudden I was met with resistance when I was doing what you were encouraging me to do? Because I was nervous, um, plain and simple. I, I was taking our newborn from you who had been with you all day creating this emotional attachment with you i was off to work and when i came home and i was encouraging you to get out i was stuck it's a terrible word but that's how i felt stuck with a baby who i did not have that same emotional connection to because um the physical touch. And so we did everything, right? We did the skin to skin. We did as much stuff as we could, but I still didn't feel like there was that same connection. And when baby was crying, so Charlie Joe, it was, it was primarily when they were babies. Um, not primarily, it was when they were babies because once they become more, became more independent, it was great. But when they were babies and they were fussing or crying, I had a hard time soothing them. And so me being so, paranoid about something going wrong with you not there scared me which made me nervous which made me a little passive aggressive eh, very pre- when very, i would go very. and i remember then get so then i would feel this mom guilt for leaving right and then i would get so women don't do this to each other i feel like i would get guilt as well from some of the women that i would go out with that like he's fine they're fine the kids are fine but so it was not right away it was not a very good experience no I for for either me. of us yeah. well for either of us and and you know so i talked to a, a bunch of buddies and uh and there was some good couples that we know and the one thing that um some of my friends were saying is you know once your you know once your wife finally gets out there and gets back to hanging out with their friends and getting away from the kids for a couple of hours the thing that you should share, this this varies on on the the spouse, but for Andrea, um, I found out that I was a little bit off. But they had said, make sure that whatever you say is it's fine, because if it was an absolutely great time, the wife might feel as though they missed out on on good baby time. If it was an absolutely shitty time, then the wife feels guilty that. They left them, you know, they, they left their baby with, with the husband, which they shouldn't. And the husband shouldn't feel that way either, but that's what happens. And so they had made the comment, um, my buddy had made the comment, just say that it's fine, period. It's not great. It's not good. It's not bad. It's not terrible. It's fine. Because then you just put that out there and they realize they being your wife or the spouse, I can go and I can enjoy 
my friends and get my mental clarity back. Yeah, my mental and emotional health. And like for me, knowing so I think too, when it was a bad night or a hard night, just the fact that you were able to handle it made it fine. Yeah, for you. You know. For 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 you, yes. Right right away for me it was still very tough because I uh, and and this is a terrible thing to even think, but I would slave away during the day. Not to say that you weren't slaving. Well, I think but we need to talk about that because you're it, it was the the thing for me is, you know, I go to work and work can be exhausting. I mean, you know, regardless of what you're doing, whether it's occupational therapy, for pediatrics or, uh, you know, what I was doing and and fundraising and traveling and uh, talking to people, meeting people. Um, The the reality is, is Andrea would be exhausted doing my job and I would be exhausted doing hers. But she was at home with the kids, making it even more exhausting. But in my mind, it was, oh, yeah, baby sleeps, poops, eats. You know, I'll come home to clean dishes uh, <laughs> fresh, fresh cooked meal, extremely unrealistic. I, I, I understand that and, and know that I was not thinking that that was the case, but you know, in, in my mind, it was just completely, completely different. And so I'd be at work and come home and all of a sudden I'd have this infant and I don't know what to do with, even though I'd spend time with the baby, mm-hmm. you know, the baby at the time. I don't use their names, so I cut it out every time you say their names. Oh, got it. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, it's, uh, it, it, it was tough because I was viewing fatherhood as having a little boy or girl to play catch with, not a little baby that does nothing. Yeah. And like the responsibility of it while your wife goes out and does things too. So is there any advice that you would give people or couples now about that transition to the wife reclaiming their energy and getting out and going out with their friends or just basically taking care of them herself even in the home like i need 10 minutes to myself i need to go work out i need to xyz yeah encourage it let them do it it's it's not easy and you're not going to die with your kids correct uh the hope the hope correct yeah. Lord willing. <laughs> yeah uh it, it's it's not easy but but let it happen because it's going to give you time to spend time with your baby. I'm, I'm talking from a husband's perspective now. And looking back on it, that's that's how I view it now. But when you're in the thick of it, I know you talk about being in the thick of infertility. When you're in the thick of being a brand new parent as a, as a dad who doesn't spend that time, if there is no parental leave, it's tough. And take the time, enjoy it, create that bond. Um, do skin-to-skin contact if it's a brand new baby. Because that's how you're going to get closer with your child. Um, you know, the, the poop thing really threw me off because I didn't know what to do. And then, you know, warming up bottles, I'd forget. And then the baby would cry. And I'll, I'll never forget one time I finally let you go out and I called my in-laws. No, because, I did because I was so stressed out. Oh, that's what it was. And so... I was out. I, w- I left town for a hockey game and it was It was, it was not good. It and was it not turns good. out they just weren't warming the milk. I didn't warm, warm the enough. milk. 
Mar- yeah, whoops. He was very particular. Yeah. So we got a bottle warmer after that. But yeah, we called in-laws and they got it figured out and they got it worked out. But I needed to know that I didn't have to come home and like save the day and rescue everyone and that people, Mark, could and, and parent again, and work through it. And again, that's it was at that moment where we realized it's fine. Everything is fine. <laughs> Everything is fine. But it it's something that, you know, I got to work through. But it allowed you to take back control and and uh, going back to to creating that connection with your kid. It's important, but then also it allows your your spouse to get that chance to rejuvenate, and that's extremely beneficial to your marriage. And so, on both fronts, it's going to strengthen your marriage. So fight through it i mean we're talking about our kids here and fighting through it and if you especially if you went through infertility the fact that you have to talk about fighting through watching a child it's i mean i'm kind of embarrassed about it but i was i was nervous and i wanted the best for my kids and i just and i needed the best for you too which yeah meant you had to go out yeah and i think too like because we waited so long for our baby to get here that I feel like there's almost this embarrassment that you don't know what to do that like like you should have this like grateful feeling that you're nervous or you have to stay home with your kid or mm-hmm. blah you know whatever it is that yep. like you know you can still feel all those things even though like there's times all the time now I'm like we prayed for this we prayed and we prayed and we prayed for this because parents parenting is just hard it's hard and, and parenting the thing, after infertility is hard and parenting as a fertile myrtle is hard <laughs> and the things I had to remember too and, and I and always how I re-centered myself if you want to call it that is you allowed me to do so much. I did. So much. I got to, you know, there were happy hours for work. If it was a summer, there was golf league. Um, I traveled, you know, for work when, you know, when, uh, when we had our babies. And so I was allowed to do all that. And so it was extremely selfish of me to not allow you to do it. And so... I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. And I think too, it's just really hard to transition to some of that, you know, just like we're both new parents and it's just hard. Okay. So uh, basically our advice is to fight through it. You can do it. Talk to each other, tell each other how you're feeling. I have mom guilt going out. I'm nervous that you're going out and I feel like if we would have gone through this in more unison, I think we would have had a much, it would have been like a well-oiled machine versus just a lot of gears being stuck here and there and a lot of hard feelings and fear and Mm -hmm. all the things. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Agreed. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you. Do you want to, do you want to hear one dad joke? Nope. But I'm going to hear it anyway. Thank you for listening in today. I hope it inspired you or maybe you awkwardly snorted out loud. Either way, totally cool. Now listen, those of us who really need to hear something like today's episode might need a gentle nudge to tune in. Please, if you know anyone that would benefit from today's episode, please text it to her right now. And remember, you are not a mess. You are brave for trying. 
can't wait to talk soon.